We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday morning edition of Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Jeffrey Wright will join us momentarily for his weekly appearance. All podcast presented by Twisted T. More on them in a little bit. It's Conference Championship Weekend. Ole Miss finds out it's bowl destination this weekend as well. So a lot going on. Uh, the Ole Miss women fall by six, I think, to Louisville last night at the uh, at the Pavilion there in uh, Oxford, dropping their second game of the season uh, in a ranked versus ranked matchup in uh, in that one. So that and uh, and plenty more coming up, including a. Uh, Interesting little Twitter exercise that Neil sent me this morning. We'll go over that later in the uh, the show. So good stuff going on here today, heading into the weekend. Hand raise, guys, tonight, 5 o'clock start for uh, that one. So if you want to come hang out with us for a little while, it's obviously not our most serious show of the week. So come, pour a beer. Let's have a good time here around 5 o'clock. But all that here in a little bit. First, the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Speaking of beer, they got the beer cave. 34 degrees of goodness. Get all your alcoholic beverages this weekend. Maybe you're doing some family stuff. Maybe it's just to watch the games. Maybe you're doing some uh, some pregame, postgame around the Ole Miss Memphis game at 1 o'clock on Saturday at the Pavilion. So a lot of options there. Again, lunch specials, 569, couple sides of bread, any size fountain drink, and more. Again, coming to you in the Clark Forward studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic is in Oxford, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street. From the cottages at Hooper Hollow, they provide full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome. The Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, seven thirty a.m. to four p.m. The uh, 
challenge. Uh, first off, appreciate everybody sending us the uh, Spotify wrap yesterday. How many different minutes you listened to uh, MPW Digital throughout the year? I always like seeing those. So I appreciate those. I think uh, I think the winner that I at least saw was around 31,000 minutes uh, on Spotify. So you probably even had more minutes through YouTube and Apple and different things. I, I wish there was a way to combine it uh, just to see what you guys had for the year. I had multiple people message me and go, hey, if it was the stream or if it was Apple, because still a very large percentage of our listeners listen, listen through uh, Apple devices and through the Apple podcast out. But uh, for those who did that Spotify stuff, I really appreciate it. Yeah, because like I tried to check my own rap yesterday and I don't listen to Spotify enough through the actual system for it even to give me stats. I download a lot to my watch from Spotify and I'll listen those different ways, but you have to actually listen through the systems for it to uh, register in that way. So again, we had a uh, a lot of a lot of listeners, a lot of subscribers who listen for thousands of minutes uh, straight through the system. So I appreciate all of that as we uh, as we get into the uh, end of the year and start seeing those kind of stats for things. So anyway, uh, ACC SEC challenge it finishes up seven to seven, I believe. Uh, four three yep. SEC on Tuesday, four three ACC yesterday is the way it uh, it finished up. Wins for Arkansas, they knock off Duke eighty to seventy five at Bud Walton last night. Uh, Georgia comes back and beats Florida State 68-66, kind of at the buzzer there in uh, Tallahassee. And then Neil would have cashed. The Auburn Tigers wrecked the Virginia Tech Hokies 74-57 last night at um, – it's not Auburn Arena anymore. They have a name, right? Neville Arena. Neville Arena. Okay. Who is Neville there in the – I don't know. Neville, to me, is always Rustin's arch rival. Uh, it was a very personal game. My parents both went to Neville. And uh, I went to Ruston, obviously, and we had beat Neville Week every uh, every week, okay. every year. It was a big game. We were in the same district at the time. We're no longer district mates with Neville, so I'm sure the the rivalry has lost some of its edge. But when I was a senior in high school and we played Neville in the season finale and then again in the second round of the playoffs, that second round Ooh. game was chippy. Is West Monroe in y'all's division too? They were. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was us – and West Monroe, and Neville, and Washita, and Bastrop, and Carroll. Okay. I bet you can't name the most famous basketball player to ever play at Carroll. I cannot. No, sorry. Benoit Benjamin. Oh. Remember him? Okay. You probably don't. I don't, did. no. Bastrop is a Randall Mackey's alma mater. Yep, yep. yep. I do recall that from back in the day. Bastrop was a little rough when you went into Bastrop, played a road game. You, uh... Okay. Yep. When you played at Carroll, I remember one time we played at Carroll and we got back into the bus after the game and they said, keep your helmets on post game. On the bus. On the bus post game until we got the hell out of there. Yep. Okay. So they really, got a lot of really unfriendly environments there in your uh, your, your district back in the, the 80s. There were some unfriendly environments. But when you went to Neville, it wasn't friendly. And I don't think we were t we were particularly friendly to Neville when they came to our place. It's like uh, that Friday Night Lights episode where they had to like negotiate the hotel rooms for that road game that time in the in the, yeah. in the TV series. They were like, "Hey, do this and do that." It was like Smash's old hometown or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. They met at the Applebee's to to get everything coordinated. Yeah, those are some intense Friday nights, North Louisiana's. Those, yes, but that's what that's. I don't think it's the same Neville. But if it is, hey, props to Auburn. All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, on the, black, uh, black and gold uniforms. Neville always had pretty strong uniforms. Really? I get that, yeah. Okay. 
On the uh, loss side of things, uh, Tennessee, number one defense in the country coming into the evening. North Carolina hangs 100 spot on them, beating the uh, Volunteers 192 last night in Chapel Hill. Virginia. You watch any of that? Uh, not a not a second. I'll be honest. No, nothing. It was pretty. It was pretty wild. North Carolina just jumped on Tennessee in a way that you rarely see Tennessee get jumped on, and Tennessee fought and fought and fought back. But the they were they were way too they were buried by the time they kind of figured it out. That was that was as efficient an offensive performance for the first 24, 25 minutes from North Carolina that I've seen. Like Baycott, he was terrific. Uh, it was that was a really it was an it was an interesting game because you don't you don't typically see Tennessee play that type of game where it's kind of turns into an up down track meet mm. sort of thing, but it was it was pretty. North Carolina's good. Um, like I think North Carolina was one of Arkansas's losses when they were in their tournament thing a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's where the the guard got hurt who didn't play last night against Duke. He got hurt against Carolina. Is he I'm, out I'm, for a while? Uh. No, uh, he. I think they're anticipating he'll be back, but it was kind of a scary fall. You you probably didn't see it. He fell kind of right on his lower back and lost oh. feeling in one of his legs for like two hours. They had to take him out on a stretcher. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was pretty scary. But I, I, luckily for him, and you don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. Luckily for him, they they think they said they checked him out with this. I watched the Duke game last night. They checked him out with a spinal specialist, and and everything is good. Okay. Uh, Virginia 59, Texas A&M 47. The Cavaliers do did what they uh, they do. They bog you down with defense. They defend their ass off, and they won a game there in uh, in Charlottesville last night over a pretty good Aggies team. I mean, you know, you got A and M that A and M their second loss early, and then Tennessee four and three overall uh, on the year. Three pretty good damn losses though. Yeah, it's like they've got three losses. Arkansas's got three losses. You got to dig in and see who the losses were, and then you're like, oh, okay, well it's not going to hurt you at all. Um. League's good. I mean, if you talk to people around, I'm interested. I probably will ask. Like, so this is my first time to cover Chris Beard with previous Ole Miss coaches. You could ask about the league at this point, and they'd give you some answers. I got a feeling he's one of these guys who is so zoned into his team that he'll tell me he hasn't really seen. Oh, you think he's the opposite, not the guy that's like, you know, because Andy would be able to like go, hey, he came home at 10 o'clock and he watched Miami of Ohio, Eastern Washington, and then he'll run through it for 30 minutes. And then, well, Andy would get away from Ole Miss basketball after a day of it by watching basketball, knowing, knowing he needed to get away from his team by watching teams that he was going to play later. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious whether Beard's that guy. Like, did you watch any of the, other ACC, SEC games, I have a feeling his answer is nope, locked into my team. And that's not a criticism of Chris at all. It's just I have a feeling that's what it is. But for the league, 7-7 seven and seven as a whole, that's that's pretty good. You can survive that. It's a good win for Georgia over Florida State yesterday in Tallahassee. Big it, was, it was a big warning sign, and I know we don't think they're any good anyway, but Vanderbilt losing by 18 at home to Boston College is not a good result. That's a... That's a that, that's a bad sign for West End up there. That's that, that's not good for the Doors. He keeps doing this where his teams are bad to start the season and they get better, but by the time they get better, their their analytics are so bad that it's no, because they were good at the end of last year. They were really good at the end of last year, but all they ended up doing was just kind of playing spoiler. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want that as a league. I mean, again, like ideal 
ideally the league would go 14 and 0 and and the challenge thing and you'd look back and go yeah we're in good shape but 7 and 7 is fine last year i don't think they i think they were like 5 and 9 last year if i remember right yeah and then florida losing uh in winston salem last night 82-71 wake forest over the gators the gators also 4 and 3 on the season early so just again heads up there a little bit yeah. as we uh go through those uh those games duke, um, duke arkansas Tennessee, North Carolina, Duke, Arkansas. I rarely do this where I watch a college doubleheader and don't flip to NBA or anything, but I did last night. Those were two good games. Missouri with a little chance on Sunday. They got Wichita State at home. Wichita State off to a uh, seven and one start. Shockers oh, yeah. aren't uh, aren't bad. I just kind of was looking at the weekend schedule. Ole Miss Memphis clearly the best game of the day on Saturday, and then. Uh, Missouri Wichita at two o'clock Sunday on ESPN two. If anybody needs a hoops fix, while uh, that nine hour bowl show is going on on ESPN, they start the thing at like eleven o'clock, and I think it goes to like five or something. It's it's a Dear six God. hour bowl palooza there uh, on the, the 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 ESPN Disney ABC family of networks as they as they call. It. Yeah, that stuff will leak, right? Uh, typically leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, things are not leaking quite as early this year. I saw this morning on the Twitter machine because there's no uh, Bahamas Bowl this year. So they didn't already have to start the process for passports, international travel or anything. So some of those early bowls that typically start filling and once, you know, it's almost kind of like the quarterback recruiting. The one guy goes and everybody else kind of starts filling in. It hasn't started because there are stadium renovations uh in the bahamas and that stadium is not being used this season so there is no i think it's is it the popeyes bahamas bowl am i wrong on that it's popeyes that the sound, sponsor of that bowl that sounds right sounds right okay so we'll go with that but either way that's uh, that also on a basketball note again 18 8 18 on thursday morning so if something happens in the next five minutes great whatever we'll make an addendum on the notes of the podcast but uh i know there's a rumor we're well, not really a rumor there's a very flimsy report going on 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 three that Brandon Murray was potentially eligible um, from the NCAA. There were caveats in that report. Um, as of last night, and I guess into this morning, Neil and I have, I would assume, different basketball sources. I haven't asked him who he talked to, and he hasn't asked me who I talked to. But nonetheless, we people, who, people who knew that CSA was eligible as soon as it happened and told me, and then Neil got similar things as well, those people had not heard a word on Brandon Murray, including a couple of people who would typically know said they at Ole Miss had heard zero on Brandon Murray as of last night. So that's where I'm at. Um, I can't 100% say that it is not accurate, but I will say that it has not been leaked in any capacity whatsoever to anyone that I know if it has. I'm 99.999% sure based on the people that I conversed with last night that it's inaccurate. If it, if it was accurate, it's also good news. So, like, why is it a secret? Like, like they weren't trying to hide CSA yesterday. They I mean, on their, on Tuesday they didn't know at warmups. He didn't go through shoot around, and then he got dressed and out, dressed out. He didn't dress out for no reason. So, found out one hour before tip. Yeah, because I was at Carson's soccer game as it was getting started, and my phone started lighting up, and I'm like, ah, damn it! Not damn it that he got eligible, but. Like the timing of that. I'm, yeah, sure. I was in no place to write or anything. Um, I asked Chris Beard on, what was that, Tuesday night? Monday night? Tuesday night? When they Tuesday played? Night. Tuesday night. I asked him, have you heard anything on Murray? And he said, he's still in the process. Mm -hmm. And so when that report came out, 
last night. I was like, ah, I'll check on it. And the the basic answer that I got from people very nicely was, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they've heard anything at all. And, and listen, I'm going to be honest with people here. And, and if Brandon gets cleared, great. I hope he gets cleared. He makes them a much better basketball team. And Changes them, the equation in a lot of ways. And them being a good basketball team is good news for us. It it truly is. If you want the honest behind the scenes truth about what happens when they're horrible in basketball, is it makes it makes January and February a bit of a slog because it's we're doing nothing but doing the whole transfer portal weirdness that is that in the way the transfer portal gets covered, it's a strange thing. We'll dive into that maybe at some point, but we want them to be good at basketball for total honest. It's, it's just more fun. And it, it, mm-hmm. it stops us from when this isn't a criticism of college baseball, what I'm about to say at all. Yeah. Baseball but doesn't actually start February 20th. It starts like March 25th. Yeah. And so it stops us from having a whole bunch of shows where Ole Miss played Weber state on a weekend that I don't know who they play. I haven't looked at the schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not being flippant. But they played ULM like for a weekend. Yeah. What did we learn? We didn't learn anything, but we got to do a whole show about how we didn't learn anything. And that's sometimes not the most compelling podcast to listen to, and it's laborious to produce. So it's much better for us if basketball is at the least on the bubble and we can talk about results around the country and what do they have to do to get in and all that stuff and the SEC tournament becomes interesting and compelling and not just, hey, Ole Miss is playing in the first night and I'm going because this is the last opportunity I'm going to get to talk to some people. So, yeah, but I don't sense any real optimism whatsoever regarding Brandon Murray becoming eligible this season. And I don't know if he's already been denied and they are doing the appeal or if he hasn't even been initially denied yet. I have no clue. I I don't know where it stands in that process whatsoever. You know what? I kind of get a sense, and I could be wrong here. I kind of get a sense that he's really behind Cissé in the whole process. Just the queue in general? Yeah, if you told me that he hasn't been ruled on yet, which is absurd in my in yeah, my of course. mind. But if you told me that he hasn't been ruled on yet, I think I'd believe it. And if you told me that he'd been ruled on and that it was negative and that they've appealed it and that the appeal has not been ruled on, I would buy that too. But I again, I don't sense any optimism. Yeah, because that's what I mentioned on the show yesterday, and maybe Beard counteracts this today, but all the tea leaves, I'm I'm 99% sure Cissé was denied, appealed, and then won the appeal. I mean, that's just the way the way all the sourcing worked on that over the last 10 days. That's what makes sense. So I won't be shocked if Chris decides not to go into all of that because Brandon's yeah, situation sure. is still ongoing, but that is my understanding as well. Yeah, so... And, and Cissé, from the, from the jump, has had the better argument for granting eligibility being granted we've heard that throughout the process that cse had more documentation that would lead to the ability for him to play as a double transfer immediately without sending out so there's a there's that cse murray memphis one o'clock saturday pavilion all those things it'll be interesting to see what they look like with cse on the floor he gives them at, at at a minimum he gives them a much better defensive presence at the rim 
He gives them another guy who can switch. Um, for people who aren't basketball junkies, the more players that you have defensively who can switch, meaning switch on screens, you don't have to fight through a screen or over a screen or run the risk of going under a screen and freeing up an open three-point shot. If you can switch, the more switchable players that you have, the better that you can be in man-to-man defense. How and, is it changing their rotation or minutes? Well, that was the other thing, is it just gives you another 40 minutes to work with. Um, I would assume Cissé at some point will start. I don't know if he starts on Saturday. I don't know where the, where he is. I don't even know where he is from a health standpoint. He had a... Yeah. He's been dealing he with a, a lingering hamstring. I thought it was growing, but okay. it might have been hamstring. I don't know. Okay. But some sort of an injury. It was one of those things we really didn't ask about it because hell, he wasn't cleared. I mean, he wasn't, mm-hmm. what, wasn't out there. What, what could you what could you do? But there might be more rust than we think of to shake off before he's full go. But look, I think he lets them use sharp in different ways. Um, because they don't want more than about what eighteen to twenty minutes out of Sharp. Yeah, probably, and sometimes the truth is with Sharp, with if another team goes small, they can play him off the floor. Yeah, because he's 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 not great laterally. He can't switch, and you know you don't want Jamarian Sharp guarding a two mm-hmm. or a three. They're gonna blow by him. Now he can with his length and stuff. He can close and and make things happen, but. As a rule, that's not what you want because that really breaks defenses down. If if a guard can blow by you and you have to have help, well, help creates open shooters. Sure. The kick out and the three and the whole deal. Yeah. So, you know, Cissé is going to be able to eliminate some of that and just gives them another guy. I mean, frankly, they, they're a little thin, you know, mm-hmm. if you when you when you look at them on the floor. They have figured some things out. I was really impressed with what they look like on Tuesday. And so if you add Cissé to that mix, it, it gives you a it gives you another very good defender. And that's what Chris Beard's team's their calling card has always been defense. And this is a good defensive team. It's a shame they don't have Brandon Murray because I think Brandon Murray makes this team very bubbly at minimum. Very very competitive. In the SEC, yeah. and if you're competitive in the SEC, you are competitive, competitive nationally in the NCAA yeah. tournament. First, yeah. you're ready to elevate your college football game day experiences. Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. It's unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea, packs flavorful punch with five percent alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. It turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, or you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching a bar, or hosting friends at home. It's there to elevate your experiences that complement your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with seasonal blues. The holidays can be stressful, can conjure up some sadness. In other words, this time of year can be a lot. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. 
I've benefited from therapy. It was work, good work for me to talk through some feelings with the professional, walk away with a new perspective. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy welcomes you to the winter sales event of 2023. Buy more, save more. The more you spend, the more you save. So stock up on gifts, stocking stuffers, and don't forget a little something extra for you. Get 25% off any order, 30% off orders of 120 or more, 40% off any orders of 240 or more. Visit deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Take advantage of this holiday sale from Dead Soxy. Um, we're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. If you're searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney McNutt for amazing professional service and support. Contact Whitney at Whitney at tmhomes.com or 662-567-2573. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Uh, those are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you at rebelsretire.com. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right, all items, $1.00 no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, and others coming soon, so don't miss out. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, everything from the Northern Style Barbecue, the Signature, Tons of great options, and we've got a great offer for you. Again, it is five by five pouches or more. Code RG twenty five percent off with code RG with Prime Shrimp. They have got some new stuff coming. They've got the uh, soy ginger coming. They've got uh, the lemon cracked pepper. It's awesome with the full meals in a bag. Plenty of different things to uh, either get some samples, try some different ones, or just pack up on your favorites. So again, it is code RG Prime Shrimp dot com. You know, no, like Murray you, would give them another backcourt presence that would do wonders for them. I mean, it would just yeah. It's just it's it's. I was watching the Arkansas take defense. pressure off off the other Murray. It would make Flanagan not have to bring the ball down and play up play on the ball as much as he did the other night. I mean, just stuff with that. I mean, and help perimeter defense. I mean, their perimeter defense was much better. I, I know. Look, I know North Carolina State was shot like crap from three, and some of that's just luck. But they were better at defending the kickouts and that kind of stuff compared to early in the year when, frankly, they left shooters open all over the floor. Yeah, no doubt. 
No question. Um, what I was saying was, you know, I watched that Duke Arkansas game last night at Bud Walton and having a guy like Murray would make you far more competitive against, you know, Arkansas when they come to Oxford, I think it's in January, it might be February. I don't know, but you know, they have so many guards who can penetrate and, um, kind of break a defense down. They being Arkansas, they did it to Duke quite a bit last night, you know, and, having a guy like Brandon Murray would give you an, when Arkansas goes small, for example, and there's lots of teams that do that, that love to go small and, and, and kind of space you out and, and play your bigs either off the floor or out of the paint. You need, you need multiple perimeter guys to be able to match up and he would give them that. And that would be, that would be fun to watch, but I don't, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I and mean, if it breaks today, hey, kudos to on three. But yeah, sure. It just sort of felt like yeah. A, I'd love Brandon Murray to be eligible. It would make our lives much more interesting and give us much more to talk about. Um, that felt more like a hey, I, I, somebody somewhere said something positive, and I'm going to say that maybe I heard it positive because that sounds good. And, and just in case it happens, we can say it happened. It's kind of like we're going to write 40 stories about guys out of the transfer portal and why they might fit. And when two of them end up at Ole Miss, we'll go see. Somewhat disingenuous, but cool. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully it gets clear. We'll see. But as of eight thirty, we'll tell you if we hear anything different, and we'll move forward from there. Uh, speaking of the transfer portal, uh, JJ Pegues announcing a uh, a new deal with the Grove Collective. He's remaining in uh, in Oxford for the twenty twenty four season. You know, it, it's it's the part probably that fans didn't get as accustomed to last year. That will be the biggest change year over year for um, fans covering the portal, covering recruiting, following, not following, not covering. Although if you'd love to cover it, we'd love to have you cover it. Um, follow the uh, the portal is a player who has a year of eligibility remaining, whether it be a COVID year, like some players like Jordan Watkins or somebody like that, and Piggy's coming back for his final year and all that kind of stuff. Um, they are determining their value just like a one-year transfer portal player would if he were trying to leave teams. So player retention on guys not getting into the portal and remaining on your roster or guys who have one year remaining and have to make a decision on what they are trying to do next, you're having to pay them in the same way you would incoming guys who are not currently on your roster. So, you know, I saw some a little bit of teeth gnashing, some discussion on the message board about, you know, why are you throwing up sharks for J.J. Begees and it's not a new player keeping your own roster intact is just as critical. I mean, having to replace J.J. Pegues in the portal would not be a fun thing to do. That would be more expensive than just keeping J.J. Pegues. So you get a person who already knows the system is back and whatever. That That's a huge win for Ole Miss, and that's what we're going to follow, too. It's not just incoming guys. It's, hey, what does Trey Harris do? He's trying to make a decision right now. He didn't get a great draft grade from the NFL on, on, on his early ask. You know, Does he come back next season? What does that money look like? Caden Prescorn is making a decision soon on whether he is coming back for next season. Jordan Watkins is a possibility. Dayton Wade is technically possible, even though I think he's moving on simply because of age and how long he is. He's been in college football. They've got guys like that that they are trying to figure out what that looks like, who to pay, who, you know, how much to give these guys. Is it worth keeping them around? And there is there is something too, just simply keeping guys in your roster that you know exactly what they can do inside your system. There's far less unknown than that than going and plucking the kid from Central Michigan or Miami, Ohio, and hoping that it works out. So that, that that's why that was 
significant news last night. I know it's not sexy because it's somebody you already think you have, but maintaining your roster is just as important as adding people to it. It's just as critical. Well, and when you want to have chemistry and culture, mm-hmm. you can't do that if it's a total rebuild every year. That that will not work. Or it, it's less likely to work. It's more likely to work when people come in in January and they're met with a guy like Pegues, Jackson Dart, people like that who've been in the program for a while who can say this is how we do things here. Mm-hmm. And Pegues is kind of the defensive captain of that. Hometown kid, hey, I've Ole Miss, here's what we – like he's as close as you get in this era of, hey, this is a program dude, even though he's a transfer. Because if the coaches have to do all of it, it won't. It, it can't. No, be, no, no, it, no. it won't work. You have to have players. It's sort of like you're making a soup. It's always good to have a little bit of base left over from the previous soup. You build back to it. You start again, but you don't want to completely start from scratch every single day. And that's you need a bell cow on both sides of the ball, and if preferably in every room. That's a yeah. system guy, an Ole Miss guy. You know what I mean? You've got Dart. You've got Judkins, assuming, on whatever. I mean, I don't know what Bentley's going to do or not do. If they keep one of these wide receivers. I mean, Jordan Watkins, he's with the transfer. If he comes back next year, that's a third-year guy, which mm-hmm. is notable at this at, at this point. You know, Trey Harris has been around a little bit. Um, Someone who can be vocal back. in a room. Someone who can step up and go, hey, this is this is how we do things. This is, this is why this has worked. Because you're bringing in young dudes – and you're bringing in guys from all over the place, and it's it's. I mean, who was it you did the show with? Was it Eli Acker? It was Eli Acker and Reese McIntyre. And they were talking about how they didn't and know Caleb Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know some of the names of the guys they were going against. Walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Caleb. He said a safety came down on a blitz, and he looked in the helmet and went, "I don't know who that is. No clue." I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> If you told somebody <laughs> 10 years ago that would happen, they'd be like, no, I mean, but that's, that's today's college football. It's, it's, mm. it's weird, frankly, but it's, it's, um, I thought it was a big deal to get JJ to come back. Not that he was going to transfer somewhere else, but I mean, he could have tested the pro waters and gone ahead and gotten out. I mean, he's, he's, he's proven played a lot of football, college football, played a lot of college football. Yeah, no, it's very significant. Anyway, look, and here's the deal. It's why I think Priestcorn ends up getting done is because Ole Miss doesn't have a starting tight end without him. They, there's been no proof that Kyron Heath is going to do what they want him to do on a snap-by-snap basis. You've got the Connor kid jumping into the portal or whatever he's doing on yep. social media through that the last couple of days. I mean, you're either going to pay Priestcorn or you're going to have to go out and buy a tight end. So you might as well pay the guy you've already got on campus. Because, again, you're building team as much as you're building program. And Lane is comfortable building team. You know, I don't know how many programs out there are even building program right now. It's only teams who have two things. The ability to recruit elite high school recruits at a very high quantity and the money to retain them as they develop. So, yeah, you're only talking about three, four, five programs tops that can focus program. And even them. I mean, look at the story coming out of Georgia yesterday. I, and I was very proud of some of the people for writing it the way that they wrote it. Georgia's negotiating with Carson Beck to get him to stay another year. His draft stock is, uh, has, has skyrocketed over the course of the year. 
he's probably not a first round pick because if he is, then it's stupid to, to, to stay. But he's put himself in position to make an NFL roster next year. So Georgia is negotiating a, a deal with him to stay another season. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I, I was like, hey, finally, we're we're getting to this place. Because negotiate is the right word. That is yes. what would be going on with Priest Corn, Harris, Watkins, any of those dudes. Matt Rule told the truth. I, I saw these people push back on social media against Matt Rule. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Why are you mad at the Nebraska coach? Yeah, let's let, 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 let's go there now. So he's got a press conference yesterday. What's the press conference for? What's he doing? What's he actually I, talking about yesterday? I think it was just an end of year. Okay. Is that all it was? Press all right. Deal. Oh, because yeah. they don't have a bowl game. No, they didn't make a bowl. They went five okay. and seven. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's the wrap-up stuff. And he's so talking here. about. They asked him about quarterback. Yeah. You know, are you going to be able to go get a quarterback? And, and he, he, I'll let you read it. But his answer essentially was, hey, you guys have to understand what or you need to understand you're covering the sport you need to stop with the naive bullshit and understand that what it costs to get a proven quarterback they picked up jeff sims out of the portal last year from georgia tech clearly he was not a top level college quarterback that was commanding major dollars his quote make no mistake a good quarterback in the portal costs 1 million to 1.5 million to 2 million right now so just so we're all on the same page right Let's make sure we all understand what's happening. There are some teams that have six to seven million dollar players playing for them. Matt Rule. He's not wrong. And I saw people push back. Is he speaking to fans or is he just speaking to media here? Is he Both. speaking to his collective? Both. He's speaking to everybody, but he's telling those guys. But he didn't, yeah, he didn't do it in a hey, I blame you guys. We suck no, no. because you won't pay. No, he, I loved the way that he did it. He said, just so we're all on the same page. This is what it cost. Now, I'm not saying that you owe it to anyone to go produce that money, but understand that this is what it cost. Mm -hmm. The kid is not going to come to Nebraska because he loves the tradition and he loves the big stadium and he wants to run that offense. Nope. Riley Leonard is leaving Duke. He's in the portal. Most think he's I think he's going to Notre Dame. I think he's going to Auburn. Okay, fair enough. He's taking visits to both Notre Dame and Auburn. That's been confirmed. Chase Riley Leonard, and I'm not throwing this number out of the air, is going to walk with at least a million and a half next year. And that's a significant increase over what the main quarterbacks were getting 12 to 14 months ago. Yes. 100%. So it's a... So it's, yeah, it's about a 100% increase now that I think about it. But yeah, it's it's huge. And so people do the, and I do this, I, I get mad at myself. You know where I'm going with this. I, I keep saying this isn't sustainable. And then I watch it get sustained. And I get kind of mad at myself. Like, why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep writing that? Because in my mind, I, I, I think logically, man, this, this is going to hit a wall. And then... It doesn't hit a wall. I think I underestimate the emotion of it. And the ability for you know, more schools to grab that one player or two players, which drives the prices up because it sets market value at a place that, hey, they can't go out and get 14 kids like Ole Miss has to, but hey, they might go splurge on a running back or a wide receiver or one tackle or one defensive back. 
and they yeah. go that way instead. And suddenly you go, yeah. well, I mean, name your school. Maryland paid that kid $800,000. So suddenly those players at those positions think they're worth $800,000. And it, okay. it's why I got a mailback question. It was a good question. So, you know, what do you think about Jeff Levy at Mississippi State? How how do you think he'll do in year one? How do you think he'll do over three years or whatnot? It was a good question. It's a fair question. And my answer, the one I kept coming up to was, there's no way for me to answer that. In the past, I'd be able to answer that. Well, I mean, you know, he hired this guy for recruiting and I think they'll do well and blah, blah, blah. But how much NIL do you have? What does he have to work with? Does he have enough money to land the big quarterback? Or are they going to have to do a developmental quarterback thing? And then can he can he buy some receivers? Can he get enough offensive linemen in the out of the portal to compete immediately? Or are they going to have to do the build thing? Um and he probably doesn't know the answer to this yet. Oh, I mean, I would think if you sat down with Jeff and had an honest conversation, he'd say, I, I don't know. We're going to find out. I need the money quickly. The portal opens Monday, frankly, and and um, we need to be competitive. And to be competitive in the, at the SEC level, you probably need $8 million yeah. for your roster. Yeah. And I have no idea. State, may, maybe they have $8 million. I don't know. Um, But that's the reality. And then you have to be efficient with it. And you can't have a lot of bust because if you spend half a million dollar on a player that ends up busting, well, that's you could have bought three less impactful players, but guys that provided depth for that amount of money. And that it's time that we write about it that way. It's time that we talk about it that way. I mean, the, you know, the the Reds just signed a pitcher. Well, the, the part of the story is what, what'd you pay him? What'd you pay him and how much do you have left to pay everybody else? Okay, yeah. cool. So you have this pie. This is your budget. And frankly, it's the stuff that there's a cub story that's about all the money that's coming off the books next season. And why that's significant because they can plan in a two year window. And in the past I would have been like, I don't really care about that. But now I'm like, I'm dialed into that. I'm studying the numbers myself because that tells me precisely what I think they might be able to do. And, you know, like there was a story that came out yesterday about the Rangers, Texas Rangers just won the World Series. Well, their RSN deal, Regional Sports Network deal, is probably falling through, which is going to be a loss of about $110 million of revenue a year that they had been banking on. Mm -hmm. And without that revenue... How does that change their pursuit of Shohei Otani? And the answer was well, probably really changes it. So it's all about money. And if we're going to do the this is pro sports thing, and it kind of is, then the stories need to be about money. Problem is it's relying on the players to admit what they have. Yeah, and of course they're not going to. But I was sort of proud of the people that covered Georgia that they used the word negotiate. It was a good word. Because <laughs> that's the right word. <laughs> You're was. sitting down with Carson Beck's people, whoever those people are, and working out a deal. Yeah. And you're competing against potential practice squad salaries, you know, free agent deals. Like, depending on the player you're talking about, you're 
legitimately going head to head on what that player would or would not be making at a at a presumptive level for next season at somewhere else. I mean, that's, and let's that's be clear: Carson Beck could get in the portal today and have a he would have a two million dollar offer. Yeah, I mean he he would make more somewhere else than he would make at Georgia. Yeah, so he he can hold that over Georgia in his negotiations. That's where we are. And I keep thinking that's going to turn people off. And it doesn't. It doesn't turn people off. I'm I'm I I led 10 thoughts on Sunday with I was wrong and I think I'm going to be leading several other 10 thoughts down the road with I was wrong. Look, it's like there's a message board post on our board right now that says, you know, how much do portal players care about the universities? Very little. They care about the man, they might really care about the team they're on. I mean, that's what Ole Miss tried to do was, hey, guys, let's build a culture here where they care about the players and the team and have as much success over this four- or five-month period as possible. That's a different argument than, oh, my God, I can't wait to go sing the alma mater after the game. I was watching again. I was watching Duke and Arkansas last night. Two talented teams. Duke has Kyle Filipowski, who's probably a first-round pick, who came back to Duke for a second year, and he he has a very polished game. He's a guy that I watched as a NBA person. So I think he has an NBA future. They've got some other guys that are dynamic players. And then on the other side, Arkansas has got this completely rebuilt roster from a team that went to the sweet 16 a year ago. Most of those guys are gone. Um, Devonte Davis is back. Uh, Trevin Brazil, the Missouri transfer is back, but he would have left last year. He was going to be a lottery pick before he tore up his knee. But the point was, Duke comes to town. It's a whole new roster. Those kids don't care anything about Arkansas. Maybe Davis does. He's been there four years. Maybe he's the exception. So one kid that plays, he transfers from Louisville and Temple, and I don't know where else those other guys transferred in. Um, but you had a record crowd at Bud Walton. You had students waiting in tents for 30-something hours just to get into the game. And my my thought was, I'm wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the players are. A year ago, if I'd asked 100 Ole Miss fans, where does Trey Harris play? Trey Harris plays football. Where? There aren't five who would have said Louisiana Tech. Did you miss out on getting a pair of the... Uh- Custom shoes from the Grove Collective. Here's your chance to do one better. Style Assembly Women's Boutique on the Square. It's partnered with the Collective to offer a pair signed by Lane himself. You can enter two different ways. You can go to shopstyleassembly.com, purchase a raffle ticket for $25, or make any purchase on the site or in the store, including gift cards. Each ticket and purchase counts as an entry. No restrictions on the entries. 100% of raffle ticket sales plus 10% of all regular merchandise sales will be given directly to the Collective. Use code RG15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Also, free shipping on orders over $150. Discount, obviously, not applied to raffle tickets. So knock out some holiday shopping and support the NIL efforts of the collective. That's online at shopstyleassembly.com or stop by the store at 203 North Lamar next to Blind Pig. Ask for Kate, the owner, and she'll personally help you out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The College Corner is in Oxford now. They've got a location off Sisk Avenue in the Oxford Commons. They also have two locations in the Jackson area. And don't forget, you can go to collegecornerstore.com to do all of your shopping for uh, the Ole Miss fans in your life, even Mississippi State fans, other fans. You can get all that stuff at collegecornerstore.com. They've been great to us uh, for years, so we would appreciate you being great to them as well. Uh, we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in uh, Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states. Advisors in multiple states. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, uh, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. Investing treated like a commodity. Decisions made using objective information and research, not emotions. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, uh, just get in touch with John if you're trying to uh, make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square, Opa, is the perfect place to plan your Christmas party, your company dinner, your festive party event. Fabulous food, great craft libations. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at Opa. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. If you're interested in uh, renting out a part of Rafters as well, uh, the same number, Jeannie, 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We'll have picks up either tomorrow or it might even be Friday morning. But we'll have picks to you. Uh, They're brought to you by Service Specialist, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you pretty much across the board. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate. And a company doesn't pay unless you hire a candidate that Service Specialist sends. In other words, you've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural 
beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Podcast, uh, sorry, brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Um, it's getting close to the end of 2023. If you need to make a year-end donation for tax purposes, call the foundation. They'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vault Society or Empower. Both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the um, <clears throat> Champions Now campaign. If you're working on estate planning, call the foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For information, that's 662-915-7159 or give to athletics.com podcast also brought to you by gnm pharmacy for uh anyone who would care for the uh, high dose flu shot they have that available they especially recommend it for anyone 65 or older most people just give the standard dose but they uh, have the uh, extra dose there for you if you need that they also have the rsv vaccine for anyone who is looking for that as well and they do all those by appointment which makes getting in and out super easy give them a call to schedule and they'll take care of you. That's 662-236-2222 for GNM in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Yeah. There aren't. And a year later, he's your guy. You love him. And so you just cheer. The truth is you're cheering for the laundry. And that's okay. It It's people like me are wrong. I keep thinking that this model is going to turn fans off. And all of the evidence shows that. But I'm here's the catch: wrong. he's your guy. You went ten and two. I do think you're yeah. right. As in, it turns it's going to turn off the seven and five fan that goes. Not only do I not know the guys and get to watch the build and get to really whatever you guys suck too. Yeah. If I'm going to suck, let me suck with four of your guys who I care about the person. You know what I mean? It yeah, works it's a, it's here because Ole Miss went ten and two. It's a good point. Yeah, I get wrapped up in the wins and hey, we beat LSU and you're rah rah rah, sis boom bop. But go six and six a few times. See if Arkansas is real thrilled with their dude that plays whatever that's a transfer portal guy. Well, I mean, the truth is you saw you saw them in football. There's it's the best they you're it's a great point. They they had a massive crowd last night for basketball. I mean, it was packed. It was crazy. Jay Billis was raving about it. And yet, what was it? A week earlier, they played Missouri and football, and that place was a cavern. It's empty. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there. They weren't winning. Do you uh, see Bobby uh, Bobby P cut cut Jimbo down at the knees? I did. See his uh, but he, did, he did you watch I, it? Did, I, I, did you watch it? The I way did. That I guess that, the way that he answered the question, I actually believed him. Podcast uh, with somebody from Arkansas. Maybe it was the official guy. I don't know. I don't know who it was. But anyway. Torino did a uh, did an Arkansas podcast, and uh, part of his quote, Jimbo wanted to keep his terminology, and I did not sleep for months. It was hard. It was studying every night trying to figure this out. Why are we calling it this way? I believe him. I do, too. He did not. He was not allowed to just run his offense. So Jimbo hires the OC. Bobby was a good soldier, but he ran Jimbo's phone book of an offense. You know, Petrino's, we could have a real conversation here about just like the way people feel about stuff and the lack of empathy. I was talking to someone yesterday, not about this, but about something completely different than this. But 
I saw the Petrino thing and I was like, oh, that sort of applies. Here's this guy that we all make fun of him and he deserves to be made fun of. I mean, the whole motorcycle accident in quotes is pretty amusing. Sure. But he paid for it. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he really paid for it. And years later, as he got older, he felt really bad about it. There's a video. You can find it. He's 2019. He's at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, and he breaks down in tears talking about the way that it ended and how he felt terrible about it. He was apologizing. And um, one of his quotes yesterday, I think it was to Pete Thamel, was he'd always hoped he would get back because he just wanted to do anything he could to make it the way that it ended better. And so there's this narrative that, oh, he's coming back and he's going to be the guy that replaces Pittman and, and that kind of thing. I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong again. I don't think that's correct. I don't think he's going to be the guy that, I mean, if the season goes to raw hell and he ends up finishing three or four games as an interim coach, sure. I don't think he's the next head coach at Arkansas. If it goes bad, they'll clean house. Yeah, it was my point yesterday. I just don't know how – because if you're doing it bad enough to get fired, I don't know how you just promote somebody from that staff. It doesn't make sense. And he's older now. He looks older now. He's got grandchildren. He's an older guy. He's not – been a dozen years since that Tyler Wilson Arkansas team, if that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the route. I think this is – I think this is him truly trying to make amends for something that has haunted him a guy that was known for kind of not having a conscience has a conscience like we all do. There's a certain degree of this is him. I think this is some like closure for him. If he can help make things better there, he can walk away whenever that is and say, you know, I, I made some amends. Look, you probably, you have a different perspective on a lot of things between 49 and 62. Yeah. Yeah. Tons. So I just I don't know. I kind of thought it was interesting. I mean, but the Jimbo part, I thought that quote in and of itself oh. told you everything you needed to know about why it went so wrong. He hires Bobby Petrino to run the offense, but he goes, But you have to run my offense, my terms, right. everything. And Petrino goes, Okay, I'll give it a go. Yeah. But you didn't take a guy who's a better offensive coach than you and just simply hand him the keys and go, hey, do your deal. Yeah, you, you you took a Mercedes and said, strip it down and be a Honda. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. You're going to get to drive the Mercedes, but we don't go over 60. And, hey, all those cool features, the navigation, off limits. No, no, no. We're Can't it, use any it, of the bells and whistles. Turning all that off. Yeah. Driver yeah. assist stuff, nah, nah, nah. So he didn't get to walk in and go, okay, I'm going to run the offense. Here are the terms. Because he talked about how, if you went on to listen to some of that, and I didn't listen to a lot of it, but I, the Jimbo thing piqued my interest. And I was like, oh, let me listen to this for some context. And it was, you know, ideally, he said you do, you install it three times mm -hmm. between right, when you get there and kickoff for your opener. He said it, it's psychologically proven that if you teach something three times, people retain it. 
and he didn't he didn't do any of that. I mean, so so not only did you have this weird, he's having to learn this offense and to try to call it, and then he loses a quarterback and and he's just they had no chance. Frankly, it shows you the fact that they did as well as they did offensively is probably a it's a credit to him. It's a credit to Johnson. It's a credit to some of the ta- Anaya Smith, some of the talent that they just had on the roster. But they never they had talent. Sure, ever gave it a chance to work. I I, I did enjoy to, last you know, night. What it's do you all... have to lose this time around? Yeah. Right? You're like it's your offense, your terms. Teach it. Oh, that's a hundred percent. Just Sam going. Hey, we're trying to survive here. I can't hear you. Oh, really? I haven't moved anything. Nothing. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Can you hear me now? Nothing. You can't hear me? I can now. Okay, you're good. All right. Okay. We're cool? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I mean, it's no look. Sam is completely just going. Hey, it's our last shot here. I'm bringing in the best offensive guy. I can come in to do it. You run your system. You figure it out, and we go from there. And and, and there you go. Um, I think I accidentally asked Siri a question, and she think, popped up on the screen, and I had to wait for that to end before I could get back to you. Yeah, one of us. One of us definitely asked her to do something. Okay, so. I did really enjoy though, and it's 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 internet crap. It means nothing. But last night, that picture of Pittman just kind of looking confused, and Petrino having the time of his life all kicked back at the Arkansas Duke game. I mean, he was he was laid back, he was laughing, cutting up, having a blast, and chilling next to Sam. Hey, life's life's good. It's all good. It, it's just again, it's my theme of college sports are so crazy <laughs> that you just can't hold them to any normal paradigm. This guy. <laughs> Who left in the most disgraceful fashion? They're chanting. Look, they've been pretty good at basketball the last few years. Two Elite Eights, a Sweet 16. I mean, Ole Miss would be, we would be pretty geeked up, you and me, if we could cover that the next three years. They've got Duke in town. They've got Nolan Richardson in the building. Scotty Thurman's in the building. Uh, Primetime game, 20-something thousand people there. And people are chanting Bobby Petrino's name. And I'm just like, this is bizarre. This doesn't happen in any other walk of life. Yeah, right? hey, I mean, w- by the way, we're going to tell 2011, all you guys, hey, here's what's going to happen, okay? 12 years from now, all right? All right, Bobby's back in the building. Everybody going to be geeked up after a 5-7 and seven football season. But they're gonna be chanting his name while the basketball team plays Duke on national television. Cool, sweet, all right, cool. Yeah, it's it's unreal. In, in a yeah. game where you're winning, it's just it's it's bizarre. It was it was wild. I mean, the 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 sports crazy. It, it's it is this in in a good way, in a weird way, but it's probably overall good. I mean, it's they they went. By hiring the guy who left a dozen years earlier in disgraceful fashion, by hiring him back, they went from there's no interest at all in the program to there's tons locally. So for them, it's probably a hell, it's a shot worth taking. And he's got to win. He's got to win. And their schedule's hard. 
and they got to go. But what does win mean? Seven. Yeah, seven, and being more okay. competitive. And look, it doesn't mean nine. No, 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 no. It just means you're more competitive, and you win enough to give people hope. Where it's not a complete total disaster at the at the turn. And in fairness to them, and I guess sent you this thing about if you. Yeah, I'm reverse. going there in a second. Yeah, if yeah, you I reverse some of their one-loss outcomes, I mean, their one-score losses, if you change those, a couple of them, it's a, got a completely different feel to it. But, I mean, they've hit that... They've hit that point where it's... You're drafting at the top of the draft because you're horrible and swing. Take a big swing. I mean, what's... Truth is, what they finish? Four and eight? One and seven in the league. I think that's right. Once you're four and eight, what's the difference? What's the difference between four and eight and three and nine? Yeah, you're all dead either way. Doesn't matter. When Ole Miss Nobody had cares. Kiffin. Yeah. When, when Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin, right? It was yeah, it was risky. You didn't know like what's this guy like? What's he gonna do? You, he'd 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 left Alabama in kind of weird place and he'd gone to FAU and you didn't really know what you were getting with Lane Kiffin and would he stay if you hired him or would he bolt for the, was the reputation true that he just had chronic wanderlust? Um, you know, there was always talk about his personal life and all of those things that you didn't, you weren't going to completely get all the answers to those questions in three or four days. But where Ole Miss was, swing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to hit, right? I mean, Ole Miss clearly hit big, and it's really worked. But had they had it been a total disaster, okay, still was better than hiring the boring guy that was just going to go six and six every year. Yeah, I mean, if it's a total disaster, the, all right, well, we'll draft at the top of next year's lottery and see what happens there. Yeah, that thing you sent me was pretty interesting. So is is he mentioned? It's what if you just flip the results of every one possession or overtime game this season, meaning if a team played a really close game, what if they lost it instead of winning it or won it instead of losing it? Simple enough concept. And depending on the team, there are multiple ways to look at these stats. Um, It's not all for everybody. But the interesting – a couple of interesting ones off the top. Kansas State would be the number one team in the country. Um, They would go 11-1 and if their games were uh, flipped. They play a lot of close games. They are not overly dynamic, but they're in games. They're very well coached. They play above their talent level most of the time, but the ball doesn't always bounce in their favor, frankly, because they have a hard time winning one-on-one matchups, in my opinion. That's a year earlier, a year earlier, they played a lot of those same games and, and won, won them. Because they won the Big 12 two years ago, right? Yeah. Or yeah. finished second, at least, one or the other. I don't remember. No, they won the Big 12 championship game, played in the Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Okay, there you go. Uh, Penn State, 11-1. and one. Again, some of these teams have so little variance because they were already really good and they were still good. It just kind of evened itself out. I mean, you got Ohio State, 10-2, and two, Oregon, 11-1, Penn State, 11-1. and one. But then like this one, A&M, 10-2. A&M, 10-2. Oh, actually, it's a good place to bring up Ole Miss. A&M, 10-2, and two, Ole Miss, 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. Ole Miss would have gone 6-6 six and six if you reverse all those. How much of these things are just coin flips and luck, and how much of it over time becomes culture, coaching, ability to play well in high-stress late-game situations? Because all that plays a role in this. Yes, At some point, if you just win all the close games, it's because you win close games. Yep. Year over year. I mean, maybe one year goes funky, but when you do it as a program, 
it's because you're better at keeping your heart rate even and executing and prevailing in, in, in those type of situations late in games. It is. It matters. This isn't yes. football is not just a coin flip and one team's going to win or one team's going to lose late. No, there is a degree of luck that's involved. If if you play four one score games and win them all, yes. Did luck play a role? Sure. Absolutely. Was it all luck? Can you no, that would be stupid. You just dismiss it like that. That's dumb. If you play four one loss one score games and lose them all. Did luck play a role? But did bad luck play a role? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But if you just go, well, you know what? We're not changing anything. There's nothing to see here. We just got lucky. Bad luck. Unlucky. Mm, you're 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 probably not assessing it the right way. And I give I give Kiffin a ton of credit, Chase. This is this is to me, this is the story of this year's team because at the risk of people getting mad at me. I have never watched this team play this year, and I've watched 12 games. I've never watched this team play this year and go, man, this team is awesome. No. I haven't. Now, maybe you have. Maybe no, other no, people no. have. I haven't. I've never watched this team and went, this is an elite team. They just win. But I watched them come back against Tulane in a game that, man, there were some moments in that game where you and I were texting, so if you don't want to own up to this. No, I, yeah, I was, it's true. No, 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 no. I was like, this, this, this is not going particularly well, look, typically when i cover a game live and i'm trying to get something up because i was trying to get something up before i went on the post game with you if you think the game is at all in doubt you're writing at least two maybe three stories you've got multiple word documents open on your computer and you're just whatever i didn't close the lost word document until there were two minutes and 30 seconds left in that game yeah yeah that game could have could have gone weird um Anybody who was at the LSU game knows that thing was a damn coin flip for a long time. Um, yeah. They know, were down nine in the fourth quarter. And then that next week, they play Arkansas, and Arkansas mounts that drive that ends with the, like 12 minutes to go in the game. I don't remember the exact time, but Arkansas takes a lead, and you're like, I remember thinking, I don't think Ole Miss is going to lose this game. But this game suddenly feels weird. And Ole Miss gets fourth and one at their own 34, and Lane goes for it, and I'm watching it, and I'm going, this isn't a sure thing right here, and if you don't get it, and they punch in another one, that might be too much. Mm-hmm. So you're right there. you know. Now, but Ole Miss took care of business, and they, they did convert and drive the field and scored and got a stop. They and blocked scored. a kick against A&M. They got the score late when they had to have it. I mean. Yeah, the A&M game. They got the ball back losing and go, well, you have to go score right here. Yeah, and, and the A&M game is, is probably the best example because you should have been up 21 to nothing, and instead it's 14 to 7, and then they sort of outplay you in the middle of the game, and they take a lead. And, man, you just to be easy, if you were a weaker team mentally, if you were a weaker team culturally, it would be easy to go, just not our day, man. Bad luck. Like, I watch Carson soccer games sometimes, and it's parents, so I'm not criticizing parents because parents are different. We should be different. You're cheering for your kid. But something will happen that was really, frankly, a mistake. A kid made a bad pass, didn't lead the kid enough or led the kid too much or or put too much on it and went out of bounds. And your parent go, unlucky. 
And it's like, well, I, I get why we're saying that, right? We're cheering for our kid. Yeah, yeah, but it, was, yeah, yeah. it wasn't really unlucky. He kicked it too hard. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah you know, it was, it was, he didn't execute. He committed a turnover that led to a, essentially a fast break on the other end. And you gave up a goal but, and you go unlucky. Not really. Yeah. Max Johnson wasn't unlucky, luck, unlucky when he threw the ball to John Saunders or whoever it was in the end zone that day. No, I don't know. He made a bad pass. Made a bad pass. Um, you know, that doesn't make him a horrible kid. Just yeah. Uh, it's just made a bad pass. And so, but my, to finish my really long-winded point, when consistently you keep coming back, the egg bowl, they came back. I mean, it would have been easy to go, man, you know, we're down a couple of tackles and our offense is really a slog right now. And this is loud here and these stupid bells, they ought to be illegal. And 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 mm-hmm. it we it, and then, you know, oh, well, it's a rivalry game. And, boy, you just never know what's going to happen. Throw the record books out when these two teams get together. And, hey, when you come here, it's really hard. It would be so easy to do that. And lots of people would have played along and gone, yeah, boy, it's just so hard to win in Starkville when you've got Ole Miss on your shirt. So, again, last couple of days to get those Christmas lights up with Heavenly Sunshine helping you out. They take care of it. They can be a lot of work, but they'll put them up for you and do all the work. Full-service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial-grade LEDs, 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights. We take care of the gifts. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Full-service commercial and residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's heavenlysunshine.com or 662-342-1203. I'm sorry. Um are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Uh, either way, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Uh, basically, if you're, you your child is interested in horseback riding, they can really help you from beginner level to advanced all the way through to competing in competitions. It's also a great venue for events. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Uh, Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, I'm just thinking out loud. This is what my brain works. The next time we do a Pete's Pigskin preview, if it's Iowa, do we want Pete to break down Iowa's defense or Iowa's offense? What would be the funnier show? Their offense would be the, the best show. The offense is the funnier. The defense is the more helpful for the... Preparing for the game. Yes. Because their defense is, is really legitimately good. It is. Sure. I'll get to that in a minute, actually. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. You get an idea of how my brain works on a day like today where I'm a little sleep deprived. You're a little scatterbrained today. I, I'm, I'm big time scatterbrained, yet I'm being fairly productive. Uh, when you when you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, <laughs> Riverland Roofing has you covered. Uh, they are GAF Master Elite Contractor. They offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland Services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Their punt game. Their punt game is really good. 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. Right next door to Ole Miss, two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility 
and simplicity. Great amenities as well. You want to text their VIP list today to become the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. 662-300-3733. And I will have a mailbag up probably much later today. I'm behind. It's brought to you by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's to work for you as a licensed agent with Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss. Art Hayes can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. So call and ask Art how you can do that. 612-805-5929 or email art at arthur.hayes, H-A-Y-S, at lakesmn.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, point controls, network security, and much more. Again, that's NESpark.com. Oh, Okay. But they didn't do that. That's, to me, the story of this team is that, nope, in every one of those occasions, every one of those occasions, they figured out a way to score more points and win the game and put another dub in the category. And the only two times that they didn't, they got just manhandled by what I think is the best team in the country. And they went to Tuscaloosa and they weren't healthy. And they didn't take advantage of some opportunities. And then Alabama did what Alabama typically does to people. And that's just lean on you in the second half. I don't, I didn't, that was, you know, that, that that's their season. And that's, but you don't have to do a lot to take 10 and two and turn it into seven and five. I mean, it, you don't have to do much at all to get no, there. No, it's the interesting <laughs> the perception of some of these record flips, because I think some are just really good, to- good coaching jobs in different directions for whatever was going on. And then some eliminates bad coaching jobs. You know, you got, you know, again, A&M 10 and two, on a flip versus seven and five that they did a bad coaching job. They did not maximize their talent. They were bad coaching this year. There's no 100%. doubt about that. Yep. If you flip Oregon state, they go 10 and two. That's Jonathan Smith coaching his guys into close games. He's a damn good coach. That's how I read that. That, that That's what that means to me. You know, you've got uh, Alabama eight and four. If you flip, they just find ways to win games. You have to, you have to punch and you have to knock Alabama out. Texas yeah. knocked them out. You cannot win by decision. You have to, you have to KO them. It's a great point. You have to leave no doubt there. Yeah. Auburn, eight and four. I don't know if that's on Hugh. I don't know if that's on year one, not knowing how to win. You can make it into whatever you want, but eight and four and five and seven or six and six, six and six. Yeah. That's 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 notable there. Maybe the three best coaching jobs in the country because of what we're looking at right here. Ole Miss, Missouri, six and six, if you flip. They went ten and two. Yeah. Six same and six thing. if you flip. And they're the and, same story as Ole Miss. Well, there's four. There's four that I have. Those are two. Oklahoma State, six and six, if you flip. Mike Gundy did a hell of a job this year. He did. Because they went nine I saw the Texas people bitching Gundy deserved coach of the year. Shut up. Agreed. And then Iowa, six and six, if you flip. They went 10 and two. They coached a team with zero offense. I get the Big Ten and offense and all that crap. They coached a team with zero offense to 10 and two, winning that many one score games. That is just one play at any point over three hours going incorrectly, and you've lost, and it's over. They are one of the most disciplined teams mentally yes. in the country. They are absolutely tough as nails. And I don't mean 
physically rah rah. No, 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 no. I mean, they are, they are a disciplined, uh, persistent team. They'll get bombed on Saturday by Michigan, and everybody goes, "See, they suck. They do not suck. They do not suck." And I've watched them probably eight times this year. That they're not good, but they don't suck. They and they play really hard. They're actually pretty good on defense. They have some real talent on defense. They, Jeff Brom is also a really good coach. Uh, Louisville six and six if you flip. He's a very good coach. Very Tennessee good. six and six if you flip. Heupel did a nice job this year. It's underrated because of the other four teams ahead of them in standings. Yeah, but he did a good job. I can compliment Tennessee. We just sure. they get overshadowed by Drinkwitz and Kiffin and Smart and Saban and what's going on above them. But they actually yeah. had a pretty nice season. I mean, look, look it, it's a shame that we're doing the that Missouri Ole Miss has kind of become an adversarial thing. With the, the, the truth is, the two stories are very similar. You never watch Missouri and go, man, they're awesome. You watch them and go, they're good. They're good. But they just kind of, when they played some, with the exception of the LSU game that got away from them, and I'm sure that's the game that haunts Drinkwitz every night. He probably thinks about, man, what would we have been? You know, at eleven and one, with the one loss at Georgia, where would they be in the conversation if they'd beaten LSU at home? I mean, that's for him probably a legit like what if that keeps you up at night a little bit. But other than that, I mean, they were they were really steady. Speaking of Matt Rule, they had so many turnovers. They were minus seventeen at turnover differential this year, which means it's impossible to win. Nine and three, if you flip it in Matt Rule's first year, they are a program that simply does not know how to win football games. That that's all that is. That's what it is. He's they're, good. They're not. He, he's he's a, nice a very job. good college coach, and so he's just got to he's got to get guys to believe that they can win, and he's got to get enough money. He's got to get a traditional fan base to, to be untraditional. That, yeah, to understand that tradition's over. It, it's we can talk about it and. We can put paintings up and and we can put banners up all over the stadium, but that stuff's not going to win you any games anymore. And it used to. I mean, it did for a long time. I mean, you know, some kid from Florida would go to Nebraska because that's where you could go to play on television. Mm-hmm. Now it's over. Everybody's on TV. Who's the coach at Virginia Tech now? I don't even know. Um, nine and three on this list. If you flip for Virginia Tech, just they went probably, six and six. I probably should know that. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just big difference there for them. It just kind of stuck out to me as we were talking because I don't know either. That's that's a program that I'm just it's so far out of my conscience now. Brent that I. Oh, okay. He was the former defensive coordinator at Penn State. Okay. Good enough. Had no idea. He's 53 years old from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Okay. I'll go with it. Uh, last kind of thing. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> huh? You said, I'll go with it. I said, well, I'm not making it up. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you could have told me he was the former defensive coordinator at Syracuse or Maryland or Wisconsin. I go, yeah. all right, fine. That's cool. Sweet. Sounds, Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting into the SEC. I don't have to learn that. No. Uh, tomorrow, what do you expect? What do you see? Basketball. 
or Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, I'd pick Michigan. I mean, Michigan. I'd, yeah. I'd again, pick- people, if Ole Miss loses by 18 tomorrow, calm down. I would, I would, this pick- is your PSA. Yeah. I would, I would pick Memphis to win probably 10 to 15 points. But look, I think the, the arena is going to be packed. I think people are going to be excited. I think the crowd can and probably will make a difference. I think for guys like Matthew Morrell and Jamin Brakefield, who've played at Ole Miss for a minute in front of some really sleepy crowds, I think this is going to be invigorating Yeah, for the place to be jumping the way that it is. Because it's Memphis going to is, jump. Memphis is good. They've played Michigan. They've played Arkansas. They've played Villanova. I mean, they've played good teams. They're, they're, they are not going to be intimidated by the, the, the venue or any of that stuff. I think what it will be, Chase, is a really fun college basketball environment. So, and for Ole Miss, for Ole Miss, that's growth, man. That is, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be critical at all. I'm just being honest. The last two seasons, there was really never. I'm, I'm trying to think if they're, if I'm missing one. I mean, last year they played games against like Texas A&M and Arkansas and South Carolina and. LSU at home. They had a decent – it was either last year or year before. They had a decent environment when they beat State on like a Tuesday night. But it was the rivalry and whatever. And I'll be honest, before that, I mean, Neil, we might be going back to like Tennessee in like 19. Yeah, it's Kermit's The night that all the stuff got thrown on the floor and Tennessee had the late score or whatever yeah. or whatever that was. Maybe Ole Miss got fouled. I forget how it ended, but whatever that they was. They had big environments for Tennessee and Kentucky in, in his first year. And Kentucky doesn't count. Yeah, because that – yeah. that This is Tennessee- an early December – I get it's Memphis, but this is an early December game where I know people in town staying in town to go to a basketball game. When's the last time that happened on a Saturday? Uh, it's been a minute. Marshall Henderson era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. I know people who change plans to stay for a men's basketball game on December the 2nd. It's back to the Marshall Henderson, that that era, so 2012, 13, 14, that era. That's that's uh, it. I mean, that there's it hadn't happened before. I mean, this is what's not even going to be December. It could be December the 2nd. Memphis, uh, they're Season to date, they beat Jackson State at home 94-77. They lost to – actually, it's a loss. They No, 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 they won. Sorry. They beat Missouri on the road 70-55. Um, Alabama State at home 92-75. Is that the same Alabama State Ole Miss play? Is that Alabama yeah. State, not A&M? Yeah. Okay. They beat Michigan, uh, neutral site 71-67. And then they beat Arkansas 84-79, neutral site. And then they got popped. They were down by like – 25 at halftime to Villanova and lost 79-63. I'm they were completely out of gas when they played Nova because the, their games against uh, Michigan and Arkansas were 15-round slugfest. Those were really – I mean, I watched I watched both of those games. Um, they, they were – And I'm not going to go, hey, you lost to Villanova. You suck. It was Villanova. No. They, yeah. <laughs> Villanova's, Villanova's good. They're not what they were. Jay Wright era good, but they're really good, and and they were a little fresher. They had had a little cleaner path to that game. Memphis was uh, Memphis was on fumes by the time they got to that game. Memphis is really really scheduled well, um, is what I noticed here. They've already played as you said, Missouri, Michigan, Arkansas, Villanova, Ole Miss, and then coming up they've got VCU, A and M, Clemson, and Virginia is their next games. 
Well, they're leaving absolutely no margin for error. I mean, that is a hell of a schedule. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I look at – now, we'll say this. It's early, but Ken Palm has a lot of American conference teams in the top 100 to 120. Like, it's not awful. Well, you okay. can tell there was a conference-wide edict with the American to schedule better. Because they get two FAU games. They get two lanes, not terrible. They get North Texas. SMU's okay. It's all right. They play Vanderbilt, even, too, but Vanderbilt's Ken Palm's all down to 192. I haven't looked at – yes, where, where's, where's Ole Miss today? In Ken, uh, Ken Palm at 97. Okay. Now, here's a note. They were before North Carolina State, they were like 128. So they were 5 and 0 at 128 in the Ken Palm. Uh, Ken Palm is giving Ole Miss a, where is it at? I have it here, a 38% chance of winning the game. They are predicting a 73 70 Memphis win on Saturday. I'm pulling up the uh, NCAA net ratings. It's so early. It's so early. I'm just, it's kind of interesting. It's Houston's one. So even a 73 70 loss would make for a jumping freaking arena in a hell of a day. Oh, yeah. Who cares who wins the game? Uh, Alabama's two in the net right now. Tennessee's five. It's way too early to even pay much attention to it, but it's interesting. Um, FAU's 13. You mentioned them. Duke, 16 after uh, last night. Uh, Arkansas's 20. Memphis is 22. So this, I mean, look, it's as of today, if you were to win it, it's a category one net quad win. one win. Quad one win. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. It's been so long since it's mattered that we've been like, oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, look, here's the deal. Here's here's and I'm not picking on Kermit or the previous staff at all. But December the second of last year, the season was already over. Mm-hmm. It was over. I mean, it was really over. I guess that was they had two weeks left before they lost to Alabama, North Alabama's in the yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was officially dead. Like it was the coroner showed up. Oh, here's one. We'll close with this. Would Beard take if you, I, I think he's so damn competitive, there's no way, but would he take a 73 70 loss on Saturday? No. No. Okay. No, he'd say, nope, I'll door number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he wants to win. Well, look, NC State, as of this moment. Wait, are these old? Yeah. This you might old. be looking at last year's ratings, aren't you? Turns out I'm I bet there isn't a net yet. It's too early. Probably. I'm going to see if I can find one. Let me, let me give me two seconds. It's why I went with Ken Palm and just knew that he would update it every day. I'll check one place that typically the net is at and tell you if it's there. Okay, here, here it is. I got it. Okay. All right. Well, let me see. Yeah, there's no net yet. Because even a place that kind of does their own net rankings, I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, they haven't they, been uh they haven't they, been moved since uh, March twelfth. Yeah. So that there's not a literally it's genuinely too early. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. But no, I mean your the the point stands from the other day is that they get a reward on Saturday because he won a game on Tuesday. Again, I'll, I'll reiterate that as we close. It's for for so long, even when they kind of got any type of momentum going, they would lose that game that leads to the game. And yeah. it's what Beard's avoided. He's won these close games late, and then he gets the big 20-point win against NC State on national TV and gets the name win and all that stuff, and it's going to lead to, again, forget the game. 
a pregame, an environment, an interest in the sport that Ole Miss has not had in a long time, and that's why you hired Chris Beard, and that's what you're going to get on Saturday. So that's that's what that is. So and look, anyway. he he's I, If you told me they won, I, am I surprised? I mean, I guess a little bit, but I'm not. I'm not blown away. I told you they win. They'll be ranked on Monday. Oh yeah, for sure. They go into next week. Suddenly, there's a ton of interest in it. All right, your uh, what's your bowl prediction? Uh, I'll give you the final one on hand raise guys tonight, but okay. mm, I still think Citrus. I, I just, I mean, look, I understand the arguments, and I do. I think Ole Miss has a better resume than Missouri, and probably a better resume than Penn State. I guess I'm giving the committee more credit than they deserve on simply they're not going to completely throw out everything on the final rankings because, again, Staples. He's Staples. He knows more about it than I do, so I'm never going to act like that is an impossibility. But his examples aren't apples to apples, and I don't have a great apples to apples example of them simply just throwing everything out and re-ranking. I think I agree. We'll talk about it tonight. Yeah, so that would be tonight's show. Again, Henry's guys, 5 o'clock. We will uh, be on with you, and then they find out the bowl stuff sometime during that nine-hour show on Sunday. And then Lane Kiffin will speak to the media following that. Already scheduled a uh, a Kiffin press conference, teleconference, after the uh, the bowl has been announced. So we'll have all that to you. Again, appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you again very soon. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 